Okay, ready? Ready. Ready. Okay, three, two, one, go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Include podcast. We're so happy to have you with us in this episode. Uh, uh, the gang is here today. I'm Lisa. I'm Wendy. And I'm Miles. We have a couple of really cool things we want to cover in this episode, so let's get to it. Um, and include our focus in our mailings and some of the things we've been sending out um, over the last few weeks have been evaluating opportunities that just are right at your fingertips that you want to turn into sales. And there's different ways to approach that and asset. Um, Miles, you, you do our sales and production training. You optimize our clients on creating their proposals, getting their sales done and completed and pushed through. So um, you, where, where do we start with this? What do you think? Well, there's a, I think there's a, there's a whole bunch of places to start. Um, but I think when I, when I first start implementing somebody or, uh, or optimize somebody, we, we look at the sales cycle, right? And uh, we start from there. So uh, setting up good sales cycles, you know, there's default sales cycles in asset already in proposal manager that people can use, but, uh, in the editors button up top, you know, you can go and change, uh, your sales cycles to what you want, uh, to make sure that they fit in the right area. So it's a sales cycles is a great way to track each proposal and proposal manager in the status that they're in. Right. So if you, you know, we've gone over this, like where something's being estimated, you can put into the estimating sales cycle, if you have something that needs to be followed up for long-term, you can make a sales cycle for follow-up for long-term, right? And then you can just go ahead and filter the whole proposal manager grid for just those proposals and report off of that. So you can see like how much, uh, how much that proposal is worth, you know, the groups inside those proposals and how much they're worth. Uh, and there's a, there's a whole bunch of detail, whether they've been, whether those groups in the proposal have been sent to production or not. So like someone, could create a report and proposal manager that says these are the groups that have been sent to production and these are the ones that have not. Uh, so they can take a look at that data across um, in, in the sales cycle, right? So I think a cool example would be uh, if someone said, wanted to look at all the proposals that have been sent to production, right? Um, so they go ahead and filter for all things that have been sent to production and then, uh, then they create a report utilizing um, I believe it's in the DB group uh, in report builder when they go up, you know, in the database, the, the DB group, there's a send, send prod. It's S E N D P R O D field, which is sent to production. Uh, and then they put that into the report and they can report off of those groups and um, they could potentially create a really cool report to see what's been sent to production, what hasn't and what the worth of that group is that was not. Right. That They'll just give be, you a yes or no, whether it's been sent or not. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you yes or no. And then you can look at all the no's, right? And then you could see the value of um of those groups that were not sent to production. And potentially that could be unsold work depending on how you structure your proposal, right? That you can clone out of that proposal, right? So the next step would be like right-click cloned project, mm -hmm. clone those groups that were not sent to production. Mm -hmm. Uh that you're looking at and then you can create a whole new proposal and resend it to the client with the saying, Hey, just you know, the items that haven't, that they didn't pick up in the yeah. original. Yeah. So think about it with me. Right. So like, say, um, I'm selling you 
like a four rotation annual colors for your apartment, right? So like you have a beautiful flower box out front on the window. You do, right? On my Juliet balcony. Yeah, exactly. Just this big old flower box. And I have, I'm like, you know, Miles special interior landscaping group here. And uh, I do a four seasonal, four seasonal color rotations for your flower box. And I send you the proposal, I proposal manager, right? So they had four groups, like, so spring, summer, fall, winter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're like, well, Miles, this is great, but I don't really want the winter one. That's too expensive. And I'm like, okay. So I'll say this is sold, but we're going to send to production everything besides the winter one, right? But me being the savvy business person I am, I would say, hey, Lisa, uh, Christmas time's coming up, you know? So like I would make that report and say like, all right, uh, we didn't, you didn't, we didn't sell this recently, but I'll create a new proposal and proposal manager and say like, Hey, uh, just as a reminder, this is the cost of the thing. And you'd be like, Oh yeah, you're right. You know, have family coming over for Christmas. Right, I get it all in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Glass of eggnog. And I'm like, come on, Miles. I want it now. <laughs> is that spiked eggnog, Lisa? Of course. Awesome. <laughs> Make it a double. <laughs> I, but the strategy is that I make sure that I send the spike eggnog before I send you the proposal. There you go. Like, is timing. that another strategy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, like, that's that's the secret thing. You know, that's that's the secret sauce of asset right there. Is we send spike eggnog autom- automatically eggnog. to your clients. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's on the development list. So Miles, I have a question for you. Do you think that there's a lot of our current clients that utilize this cloning of a project to manage unsold groups to try and get that sale after the fact from, from those, from those people? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that a majority of our clients from what I've seen uh, do, and those are the clients who, um, who are pretty active about their sales, right? So, um, I think it comes out to a culture thing too, right? So some people, some businesses have a really heavy sales culture. They're like, we're going to sell, 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 and we're going to sell all the work. And then those, those companies tend to actually utilize that, right? So we're going to clone the project and, and do that. But the companies that don't really have a good sales culture or are working on it, they, they tend not to use that, um, that feature. Um, and also people who, who haven't like explored the help documentation or videos as well, uh, who are new to the organization or haven't like gone through the guide learning pass, uh, those people tend not to know that that's an option, right? They tend to just to go click add project and new proposal mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and start from scratch and build it from scratch versus like just utilizing that old proposal, right? That's a really good point. I don't think a lot of people know that, that you can clone it clone a project and and make it for the same fill in all the same main information and just pick the groups that you want and make that part of your clone another thing that i don't think people realize either it's kind of similar maybe a little not applicable to this is that you can clone in the same project a group into the same project if you clone it into the existing project like if you wanted to duplicate it for some some reason or so you don't have to start from scratch. Oh, that's yeah. Something like I didn't know for the longest time. Yeah, that's good to know. I wasn't aware of that either. Interesting. And I would think that most people would 
be cloning off of their templates if they're using templates. But I think the cloning a project to manage what might have been unsold for groups on that is super cool because all the information is already there, right? Because the assumption is you're doing it already on that client's proposal, right? And you're cloning off of it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, so like, and and with that, I, I, the other thing that I don't think people realize that that really makes us really flow is the categories column. And in, in the groups, you know, it's a hidden column in the groups and selected project grid. But if you select that categories and you can categorize all those different groups, because um, sometimes people will create separate proposals for what I just said, right? They'll like say, I'll do one proposal for spring, one proposal for summer, and then they'll do do something like that. Or if it's a complicated proposal, um, but they don't use the categories. And what categories enables you to do is categorize each of those groups on your proposal summarize the cost of each so say in my fancy in my landscaping company as lisa as my client if i also had maintenance tied into that garden box so i visit weekly to weed her garden box and fertilize the annuals to make sure it's pretty i would say like first off here's here's the install plan but then here's the maintenance plan but i can in the same and i can do that in the same printout proposal by using categories right i categorize uh the installed, like the four rotation install as like installation or uh, flower rotation. And then I would categorize the maintenance task as maintenance. Mm -hmm. And then I print out the proposal email to, or just email it right from proposal manager. And then she can just say like, Hey, uh, check mark off. I want this, but I don't want that. So, um, and, and people have a good base with using the category subtotal uh, base proposal report in proposal manager to get a good starting base to make their own proposal that looks pretty. Exactly. I do. I do think that's something that not every, I think a lot of people do use that, but some might not be aware because I believe that that is in that group, the groups and selected projects section in proposal manager, I, that um, category column may be hidden by default. You have to make so. sure it's being displayed. So Mm -hmm. you might not even know it's there and how useful it is really gives you an extra level to, um, to present your proposal, to make it um, more how you want it to, how you want your client to see it and view it. Yeah. And it cleans up your grid too, especially. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it kind of centralizes things under one proposal, which mm -hmm. is helpful. Right. Right. Yeah. Is that just a free form type field? Yeah, yeah, you can wow. type in whatever you want. So you can put in whatever you want. There's no list you'd need to make or anything mm -hmm. like that. Awesome. Uh -uh. So you just come up with your own ideas of how you would like to categorize those items on any given proposal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and what's really like a common application that Wendy is like, if uh, a client is selling uh, just an easy one, right? Like a full service maintenance contract. Usually like uh, annuals and mulch are considered extras. Usually. You know, like people say like, uh, here, here's how much mulch is. Do you want mulch this year? And do you want annuals this year? So for the full maintenance contract, so for all your weekly services, pruning, one, two, three, maybe four, whatever, all that stuff can be categorized under landscape maintenance, right? And then you categorize all your extras and name them extras. And then on the proposal, it says, this is how much your extras cost. And this is how much your 
maintenance package costs and you don't even have to show the line item price for this is how much it is for weekly services if you don't want to so oh, cool yeah miles i wanted to ask you more about sales cycle like what is the sweet spot um for like the number of sales cycles you have you know a, a company should have or and and do people i mean i feel like that is key for so many things do it do you have do you come across people who don't use the sales cycle and you know what what how do you feel about that and what's the importance of that yeah i mean i think it depends on the organization a little bit um some like design so like some uh bid build companies have a very small sales cycle right it's like get bid 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 uh in progress estimating in progress and then sent rejected or dead right but for residential you might you might need something like 10 to 12 to 15 sales cycles because you might have a really customized sales process my my opinion is is that the more simple it is and the better because sales cycles is a pretty manual process as it is for your salespeople to adjust and the more complicated the sales process is and the more steps that they need to move them in the more mistakes your organization is going to make on the reporting side right so users users are going to go in the route of least resistance right to get their job done they don't want to be moving fields they, they want to sell the work and not be messing around so my feeling is that the smaller the sale the smaller amount of the sales cycles and the more simple it is while not losing the granularity and clarity the better yeah i think the the default ones in asset that come with it are, are pretty good already mm -hmm. um, i like them yeah they make sense at least and i'm not a salesperson and they make sense to me so and i i like that what you mentioned the simplicity of of that and that goes, there's a lot of things in asset that you want to kind of go down that road. <laughs> Less yeah, GL accounts. Sure. Less is more. Yeah, job groups, yeah, GL yeah. accounts, right, yeah. And that's, that, and that's the benefit of asset too, is that like you can give it more if you want and it'll yep. give you so much information, but you just have to make sure that you're, you have to make sure that you're, you're looking for that trade-off, right? Like how much time do you want people actually spending making sure that their data is right versus actually doing the work, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. There, there's another um, little, I, I don't think that a lot of people know about it or use it, but in CX, there's the leads and proposals function um, on the sales menu. And that, I mean, that is not going to get you the detail of groups that are not sold, but it will show you projects based on, and, and again, for that function, the, um, the sales cycle is key for that, mm -hmm. but that, that will show you things that have been proposed and not sold yet. Yeah. You're talking about in CX when you go to CX mm -hmm. and then you, if you're assigned as a salesperson and employee mm -hmm. manager, you have the sales menu up top and mm -hmm. you go like click Correct. that. Right. And then you go leads and proposals, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that's a cool function. What's cool about that is that it digitizes a printed report, right? Because mm -hmm. you could do that same exact functionality in a report and proposal manager by going print project list and then select whatever report your, your heart desires. But CX is pretty convenient mm -hmm. because you can see, uh, uh, you can expand that sales cycle. So if you're looking at all the ones that are in sales cycle, like say follow-up, right? Or mm -hmm. uh, 
And if you're tracking, if you're using the log entry button in CX, there's an mm -hmm. option to attach that log to, uh, to the pr a proposal, right? So if you like log and say, okay, called Mrs. Jones, um, and then you go attach a pro proposal, attach to proposal, you go search for Mrs. Jones proposal that you're referencing. Mm -hmm. And what that'll do is it'll update the next date and time on that leads and proposals tracker. So it actually becomes a pretty cool, effective sales tracker that people not, might not know about either, like you're saying. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, and then, yeah. And you don't even have to get right, and it's right there in CX. You don't have to go to proposal manager, open up proposal manager. Yeah, and if you don't know about down. it, yeah, if you don't know about it, it's kind of weird to get adjusted to because you're like, it's actually kind of simple, uh, mm -hmm. for the most part. You know, like you're like, oh, hold up, like uh, people are used to seeing things on paper, right? Or, but it's just a. Uh, just another transition to some where somebody can do the, all their sales tracking in that function, which is pretty handy. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's awesome. Another thing to um, kind of getting back to the theme of um, things that people don't have, like the groups that aren't sold. Um, there is, um, you can, there's a mail, you can create a mailing list in CX that, um, that will take a look at schedule manager and see, and you can either create a list, an email list to, to mail people um, with if they have the service or if they don't have the service. So that would be another um, op, you know, way to see, you know, what, what your current clients um, have or don't have and ways to capitalize on that. Yeah. I think that's a good place to, try and pick up some more sales. I believe I have a video for that too on Wistia. Mm -hmm. You do. It's a good one. Yeah. that's Well, thank you, Miles. <laughs> All kinds of good stuff that people yeah, it's cool. don't I like know that, what they don't know. I like that function a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. I, think that's, I think that's a pretty underused because whenever in optimization, when we do show that to a client, they're like, oh, this is, uh, this is actually pretty handy. So... Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I think it's just a matter of using it, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it's. I think it's pretty valuable information, especially for hitting clients that may you may not be photo, totally uh, like getting the most revenue potential out of them, right? Especially if you have a lot, right? If you have a lot of clients and um, mm -hmm. you're maybe lean on your Salesforce side or lean on your marketing side in your organization, that that function is pretty easy for somebody in the office um, to do in an hour or so where they can just export that, export that out, put it to your email provider, and then just shoot out a seasonal marketing email list very quickly. So if you like, so like winter is coming up, right? And we talked about snow on our last one, but it's the same thing, right? Like go look for all people who didn't have snow if you do residential snow or like fall pruning, or winter pruning. Mm -hmm. You know, you just go search for all clients that don't have that and then export that list and then boom, send out like a marketing email. Exactly. Yeah. So, so. yeah, all, all kinds of tools that can help you take advantage of things that are out there. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I think the thing is that it doesn't, it doesn't do it for you. So with anything, like you just have to make sure that you're putting it on your calendar to make sure that you're just doing that process, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, this, you know, assets not going to know whether you want to do that or not. So, like, um, 
but the tool is there and I think it's a good tool. It's just a matter of using it and just getting into a good habit. You know, the people who get the most out of it are in good habits of like, you know, once or twice a month, they'll use that function and they'll send out an email because that's part of their process. So, Mm -hmm. um, so it's a really powerful, yeah. Yeah. They probably get a lot more sales that way too. And it's all about the sales. I mean, who's going to turn down a sale? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's an easy upsell opportunity. So that's, it's pretty cool. You have, you already have the clients, so why not sell them more services? Exactly. Makes sense. Yep. Um, email them appropriately don't spam them though that's right <laughs> no spam allowed <laughs> next and so the, the other thing we've been buzzing about talking about tools and things that you know people may not be aware of uh, we are preparing here for our first virtual i collaborate conference we've done many conferences in the past but this is our first virtual one and so we're really excited about it. I'm excited. Yeah. And so people will be able to learn um, all the, a lot of the cool little tips like we just shared, like things that you don't know about. Um, that's, that's the one session. You want to talk a little bit about that we're working on? I can talk about it. Go for it. Um, yeah. So uh, I wasn't at the last user conference in person. But apparently this, this, this was a hit. It was. It was yes. So it was it's, very it's, popular. It's a repeat of the hit. It's, it's a, it's the best, the best of include type uh, album, you know, it's like <laughs> only <virtual. laughs> tips and techniques. Yeah. Tips mm-hmm. and techniques um, mm-hmm. revamped. So, uh, so yeah, just looking at the list, you know, I don't know how many we, tips and techniques we have on it, but essentially it's going to be a rapid fire situation where we're like, uh, each of us on the team have our tips and techniques in our areas that we like and asset. And then we share saying, Hey, is this possible? And just like, make sure you're taking notes so that way you're like, okay, these are five things that I'm going to do an asset um, that I'm going to commit to learn and, and do it. I think that session is going to be great because um, we'll talk about like categories, right? Or we'll talk about the CX to proposal and exactly. without giving away the whole session, geez, miles. Um, but like, <laughs> Just supposed to be a tease, Miles, not... I know. But, but it, it's also, um, we're, we're, we'll, like you said, it's rapid fire. The whole team will be able to part, participate. And um, that's one of the things that is so exciting about having to do it virtually this year. I mean, it's awesome to travel and, and have that experience too. But this way, it is free, number one. Um, number two, um, so, you know, everyone, you no know, travel required. It's a couple hours for a couple of days. So you can participate in it very easily. Um, and then you get to see the team. All of us get to participate. We'll all be there. Um, that, that first session, the tips and techniques, you'll, you'll get to see us all, um, you know, bouncing back and forth and working together and get our flow and, and learn a lot. I'm sure. What's the dates? The 23rd and the 24th of this month, right? Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. indeed. And um, just, um, you should have, everyone, um, the registration information went out the other day. If you did not receive it or you would like it, don't know what you did with it, just um, email team at include.com and we'll get that right to you, get that information right to you. Yep. And uh, there's four registration links because each session, there's four sessions total over the two days, right? Um, Yep. uh, What times? 
so each of those days, it's 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, yes. cool. Right. Mm -hmm. So we just want to make sure that uh, you're clicking the ones, the link, the registration links to signing up for the Zoom sessions that, uh, that you want to attend. So if you want to attend all four across all four days, just make sure you're clicking all four registration links. That's important because, you know, the links and the way that the webinars work. So, um, and then you'll get notified about when it's coming up and it'll be cool. So. Yeah, right. And it's through Zoom and everyone should be super familiar by this point with Zoom. Um, yes. It's become invaluable for everyone. Yeah. So what's, uh, so what's, uh, what's the other sessions that we got? Our KPI? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, what? Huh, who's going to do that? Oh, that was just, who's going to do that? <laughs> who do we know who could talk about IKPI? Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we'll do that. Uh, it's called Then and Now. Uh, so really, it's going to be a review of, you know, what we covered last year at the user conference uh, to where the product is now, uh, which is be a fun little session. Uh, maybe we'll get some real world usage saying like uh, some stories where I'll be, we'll be able to chat saying, these are some success stories that clients have seen uh, using IKPI now because we are seeing users really starting to integrate it into their workflow now because uh, that does take time. You know, implementing any new software, it takes a little bit to get into the system and workflow of your day-to-day -day and for meetings. Uh, so we can talk about that. Um, we'll talk about some like some features that we're about to release um, and just kind of make it an open spot for people to ask questions about the product and, uh, and go from there. So that's definitely going to be one of the sessions. That'll be on the first day at four o'clock. Four o'clock Eastern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then day two looks like we have some asset super users on our panel discussion. I think that I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to be who's really on that list? interesting. Who's who's who? Who are the panelists? Well, we have. Um, I know we have Mike Mendez from Mariani, mm -hmm. Chicago. Um, we have Laylee, uh, Laylee, who's in charge of um, the maintenance at uh, Environmental Designs out in Colorado. Uh, she's she's great. So I think there'll be a lot to learn from there. We have Dave Clemens from RP Marzilli on the in the Northeast. Yep. yep. And who else do we got? Todd Coleman from Bonnet. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. Good teamwork. Big D, Texas. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So, I think yeah. that'll be a fun crowd. Uh, those are all, they're all pretty long time asset users, right? So they kind of have mm -hmm. good stories and they've seen the product transition. It's from where it was to where it is now. They all have different size of organizations. Mm -hmm. uh, so like environmental designs is quite a large organization. So, and Lely's really transformed their maintenance department. Uh, by utilizing asset correctly and effectively, um, she's she she has she'll have a good story I think to share about how she's been able to use like the budget hours and efficiency tracking and all that stuff for her crews to really make a profitable uh, landscaping department. So I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah, they're 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 they all have little bit different roles in their companies and probably use asset in different ways and yeah from different parts of the country. So I, I think that that's going to be, that's going to be an excellent session. I'm excited about that one. 
Yep. And then, yeah, that looks like a popular one based off the registration list too. So yep. um, it's pretty cool. And then what's our final one and is the roadmap The session, grand right? finale. Everyone loves that session. So roadmap. Yes. So talk about what we're doing now. <laughs> uh, some numbers. So like some statistics that we got from our, some from our current services that we offer and, uh, and what we're going to do in the future, which is really cool. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I could probably talk, talk a lot about that, but I think it's going to be a really exciting session to share, you know, where we're going as a company, the really good stuff that we're working on right now and be able to share with our clients saying, Hey, we're here for the long, we're here for the long term as a partner and we're transitioning. Bill right. Bill seven, Bill seven will lead that session. Yes. Um, so everyone loves to hear from Bill. Um, Our most popular you, podcast. <laughs> exactly. And, yep. By far. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and you really, it, it, it's, you know, it's, you get a sneak peek into to the future of Include and what's going on with Asset and other products that we have. Um, in fact, you, that session does require that you sign a non-disclosure agreement. So, you know, you're getting, you're privy to some information that's pretty exciting. That's right. We all had to sign one too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's cool. I'm excited for the yeah. virtual conference. Yeah, me too. I, I just, I think, you know, everything, the, the way things turn out, everything happens for a reason. And I just think it's so cool that so many more people will be able to um, participate this year. And um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Nice. I think, I think the sessions are great. I love the agenda that we have and, um, the people that have agreed to participate. So, and I think the coolest part is that it's going to be live. You know, a lot of these virtual conferences that have happened have been uh, not live or uh, pre-recorded, mm -hmm. and like where it's a pre-recorded session, then you have Q and A, then the person like hops on and answers the questions. The nice part is that we'll be doing this live, so we'll keep that interaction where people will be able to ask questions, right? And then we'll have moderated question asking, and it'll be very much uh, encouraging that atmosphere. So that's a good yeah. point. I think, yeah, that's yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to keep it how we always do, you know, try to keep mm -hmm. the culture of including our clients, you know, as an open and helpful uh, environment, you know? So. so, so, but we have our work cut out for us. We got to make this, these presentations good and um, we're, it's, it's fun to do and we're excited about doing it. So. Totally. Do you guys, did we, do we not cover anything, any, any parting thoughts or anything else you guys think we should share? I don't have anything. I think I talked enough this pod. I talked enough, <laughs> so I don't know if one day has got anything. <laughs> well, the proposal stuff is basically your wheelhouse, Miles. Definitely. <clears throat> but go it's to the expert. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, even people that have gone through that training, they can't really slack on the accounting side of things, but they sure as heck can slack on that sales proposal stuff, even though they've been trained on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why companies that have been around for a while, if they choose to go through optimizations with us, that's always, in my opinion, a good decision on their part. Just to make sure that everybody is still doing what they were taught, and if not, let's get you back in that ball game and let, let's get you playing ball again. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, accounting—you get punished if you 
don't keep up with it, but oh, everything uh, will fall apart if you don't do the accounting side of it. Right, that's the right. backbone of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what's sweet about it, which is I think it's a good thing, you know. Like mm-hmm. so that keeps you your your financials tight and good. But on the sales side, it's definitely good just to take little trips. But there's a lot of stuff to do in there, right? So yep. like it's just good to take one little nugget and uh, implement it. That, that's, that's right. That's the only way to do it. It's one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and congrats yep. if you're doing it already. You know, keep it up. Exactly. Keep it up or we'll come hunt you down and get you. Wow. That's aggressive. Make you do it right. It's aggressive. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. It's not me. Not me. <laughs> well, we thank you all so much for joining us for this episode. Um, always so much fun. Um, we encourage you to subscribe and um, check out any past uh, episodes that you may have missed. Um, they're all great and we love doing them. Please send us any questions. If you have any questions about what we talked about today or in any other episode, or if you, if there's anything you want us want to hear us talk about, um, any ideas for future podcast, um, any comments, suggestions, we love all of your feedback. Um, if you want to be a guest and you want to join us on here, please let us know that too. Again, um, for all of that, reach us at team at include.com. Also, if you want information on the registration for the iCollaborate 2020 virtual, uh, reach out to team at include.com too. So I think that we'll call this a wrap. And um, thank you guys so much. Goodbye. Thank you. Excellent. Good chatting. We'll see you Good later. Chatting. Bye. <laughs>